with the most Danielle Denise this is another episode of girl what <laughs> Winnie is in the building y'all Hi guys. hello ear, 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 ear. I wish I had air horns I wish I had the little soundboard for air horns gunshots all that shit gunshots. I want all that shit like I need it installed if anyone knows please help me out DM me text me call me I need to figure out how to set up my laptop to have a soundboard because I want sound effects with my up my episodes now how about gunshots girl maybe not the gunshots <laughs> but definitely an air horn and some other shit I can think of later <laughs> so that's my goal for the the revamp of girl what so if you can help me with that hit me up please revamp it with gunshots yes <laughs> Why not? I like a little drama on my episodes. Oh my anyway, <sighs> Winnie, if you don't know who she is, this is Wonder Years on Instagram. She's a new mom. She's yes. my bestie. We've worked together. We actually met working. I was interning at the company she was working at mm-hmm. in the fashion world. So we both are fashion industry girls. We're tech designers. She is now a new mommy. Again. <laughs> Twice over. <laughs> Twice over. Two kids. Yep. Just out here making moves and just being a strong woman to her newborn babies. Well, yep. one is a newborn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is almost two. two. He's almost two. Yeah. Yeah. Boy and Terrible a girl twos. Girl. <laughs> I I applaud you because you're doing this in the pandemic, which we're gonna get to yep. later. Yep. But essentially you're you're doing the damn thing. I yeah. will say this takes a different type of strength, you mm-hmm. know? It's one thing to be, like, completely isolated and alone. It's another thing when you have little people that rely on you yeah. and depend on you for their survival, <laughs> mm-hmm. where you're still trying to survive yourself, yep. you know? We're all in this together still. So. I know. It's 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 hard. It's yeah. really hard. Uh, it's super hard. I'll be going back to work actually next week already. Which is insane. It's insane. We'll see. But I mean, luckily right now, like a lot of companies are still hybrid or working at home, which is fine. But at the same time, I'm very nervous. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Hopefully you don't have to do too much commuting. No, there's not much commuting. I think I'm just working one day at the office or if I need to be in the office, I could just go in for a few hours and then come back home. But yeah, I've, I've already experienced working from home with my toddler and being pregnant, and that shit was hard. First segment is Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is just what's going on, what's the hot goss in the news right now, i.e. social media, because I don't watch the news, I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. I'm very much on social media, that's where I get all my info. And since we're in mommy mode, let's just talk about who's pregnant, because it's damn near everybody at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, The... Most recent celeb that's pregnant who announced it is Kylie Jenner. She's pregnant with baby number two Mm. with uh, Travis Scott, the baby father. I'm not mad at it. Um, Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the Kardashian-Jenner train is never going to stop. No. With the amount of kids they all have collectively, this is like a generational wealth at this point. Mm -hmm. Like Those babies are set up for life, life. For the life. trust fund has been trusted mm-hmm. 10 times over 
I don't even know. I you know, there's nothing you can really say about this family as far as like <sighs> how they made their money because they've gotten to a point where they don't have to do anything. The fact that we just say their name, I think that generates income. You know. Oh yeah. It's just that that type of wealth is unheard of. But I think this is cool. Like when <laughs> celebrities are pregnant, it's like cool. Congrats. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's never a shock like oh, what are you gonna do? Because you you have it. <laughs> yeah, those You're those right. kids are definitely set set for life. Set for All life. Do you, go ahead. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Congratulations to her. I mean, I don't watch the news either. I think I think right now there's just a lot going on. I basically stopped watching like those shows like Entertainment Tonight or Extra. Oh really? You don't watch no, them? No, It's been like Oh god, like ten years already. That's good, honestly, because like gossip it. is just—it's hot mess. Mm-hmm. It's just hot mess, and even this isn't like gossip. This is just like a fact about a celebrity. Like, cool, they're pregnant, and I kind of like them as a couple. I don't even know if they're really a couple, to be honest. They don't act like it, but I'm a fan of Travis Scott's music. Um, I don't think I've ever heard his music. Maybe I have, really? but never really knew it was him. Do you know that song? Don't you open up the window? Maybe. Yes, yes. So that's him. Okay, all right, all right. That's the only song she knows. I already know. That's the only song. That's the only song. With that said, congrats to the happy couple. She, she's like 24 right she's still in her 20s she's a baby she's the youngest she's the youngest or is one. kendall the youngest she's a i think she's the youngest yeah well congratulations to you yeah listen she's got all the support mm-hmm. family wise mm-hmm. and she has her own businesses she's fine she makes fine. cute babies the babies are cute stormy's adorbs mm-hmm. she's a cutie so you listen i'm sure they'll do that 10 times over um, I will say it's always creepy how like a lot of their kids look so much alike. Like, you think so? I will say okay. Actually, let me take that back. I don't. Let mm. me take that back because Courtney's babies definitely look like they're mixed with white, like white white. Yeah. And then the Kardashians are definitely mixed with black. <laughs> 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 or like Kim's babies and um, Chloe's. I feel like between Chloe's. Uh, Rob, remember Rob has a son, a oh, uh, daughter. Shit, I forgot about that fool. That one mm. with when that one with is China, with yeah with China, with Black China. China. Their daughter with Kardashians babies. They all look they like all look. they're related. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to tell them apart, but they're still cute, cute babies. They're all cute. They're very cute. Exactly. Um, who else is pregnant? Ashley Graham. I love her so much. She- Ashley Graham, the curvy model. I guess she's considered plus size. She's plus size, but she has like top notch confidence. I love this this lady so much. Oh my god, she's she's amazing. She's a great model. Mm-hmm. I think she looks good, and she's pregnant with her second. Mm-hmm. So congratulations! I feel like the pandemic has really encouraged people to just you know knock it out. <laughs> we had nothing else to do during the pandemic. Sure, you know you had a lot of a lot of time oh, to yeah. to plan and execute i don't even know how it goes down i have yet to have one of my own but so i've heard you know you have plenty of practice <laughs> plenty of practice <laughs> lots and lots of practice oh my lord so 
moving on. New segment called Girl Boss. Girl Boss is just highlighting any figure, male or female. It could be interchangeable. And then just highlighting their whatever they're doing, whether it's a good deed or just an overall awesome person. And being that this episode is for the mommies, we're dedicating the girl bosses as mommies. All the moms in the world who have children, have taken care of anyone, they are highlighted here because I think you guys, especially during the pandemic, have really made some strides mm-hmm. against your will with help or no help, depending on your circumstances. And I applaud your efforts of just trying to keep everything going for yourself, for your family, and anyone you're taking care of. So... You would be the girl boss, basically, Winnie. Thank you so much for your contributions. (laughs) (laughs) And just hanging in there because the pandemic didn't make it easier at all, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, Mm -hmm. things slowed down, but, like, mentally it was draining. Physically, it's even harder. So you did the damn thing. I did. Yeah. And it was very difficult. Uh, I don't think anyone can be prepared for a global pandemic. I don't think you were I was it was really insane I mean you just gotta you just gotta do it and then just learn through it but man it was very mentally draining it was the very first time I've ever experienced um really understanding how to focus on my mental health Mm. how important that is now I've never in a million years thought I would have to really dissect it until I had my first child. He was born, what was it, December 2019? He was supposed to be born January 26th of 2020, which was probably one of the saddest dates known to man when we lost Kobe. So, I'm oh, pretty, right. Yes. Damn. Oh, that shit. was his due date, girl. I was oh, like, my, yeah. I think Max knows something was coming up. That's why he's like, nope, I'm not coming in 2020. I'm staying in 2019. Like, let me hop out a little earlier. He hopped. He hopped. He kicked his way out a month early. And then, and then what was it? Like three months was March was when it happened. The March was the turning point. Yeah. The end of March. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. That was very, I don't know, unorthodox. We just didn't know what the hell was going out there. Yeah. And then that was it. A lot of people suffered and we were very much challenged. I ended up um, not working after that. I was supposed to return to work that March, actually. And then that day I was supposed to work was when my company um, closed down. They were like, no, we don't have the financial means anymore because of of the pandemic. And then that was it. So then I just transitioned into a stay-at-home mom real quick. Like, really, really quick. I didn't even have time to really dissect myself into it I mean I had a newborn during a pandemic and it was just like how is this gonna happen but definitely a very challenging time mentally physically but more more so mentally I think a lot of people were affected mentally yeah Mm -hmm. and so to tie this into the girl what segment we're basically talking about being a mom during the pandemic Mm-hmm. pandemic mo- mothering is it's a new level I can only imagine what it is especially if your kids are in school and how to manage that mm-hmm. with them still mm-hmm. at home and you know and then kids too are in a different space and 
when you guys are in each other's space, it I'm sure it buds heads a lot, you know, like when you are just seeing each other a little too much when you're used to them going away for several hours. Now they're just here and you're also working here. Mm -hmm. There's no separation. So I know we've had our discussions previously or during the pandemic. And when you were going through it, you had a lot of the mental issues of like postpartum happening, right? Yeah. So, so the postpartum, oh my God, you you just don't know. It just hits you. Yeah. It just hits you. And I never really thought it was, I never really thought of it until I think my son Maximus was four months old. Oh man, I just remembered I was washing the dishes and then Carlos comes over. He's like, hey, can I go fishing? And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're going fishing? I need help here and this and that. And man, I was... I was crying. I was upset. I just felt out of my my own skin. Yeah. And then that's when he was like, I think you need to get some help. You need to talk to someone. And I said, all right. And I didn't hesitate. I immediately went to like my physician and then got a therapist. And it was hard because, you know, he was able to go out every weekend like snowboarding going on Mm. fishing trips because these were isolated places they weren't like in stadiums because everything was closed down with me i had to stay behind with the baby and i didn't want to be a an asshole and tell him no you can't go you have to stay here all the time and i was thinking about it this time too i was like man if i made him stay here with me just imagine two parents both having i don't know if males have postpartum depression because you know maybe it's just regular depression yeah (laughs) you have depression like (laughs) rebounding depression (laughs) oh it's like bitch you're driving me crazy it's like man we're both driving each other crazy i was thinking about that too it's like would it be better to have both parents you know miserable at home home, or just having one parent miserable at home i was honestly thinking about that i was like man that would be horrible so Mm. i guess in the end it just kind of was like all right well you really have to sacrifice when you have kids and I didn't want to be an asshole, so I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you, you've done a lot for our family, so go snowboarding. But then, man, I would be so jealous. I would be like, but I want to go snowboarding, too. And then yeah. you, you can't really do that when you have, like, a four-month-old baby. That you're, like, fighting FOMO. FOMO. There with see? caring for our children. I don't know what the hell FOMO was. I am Fear of missing so out. out of it. I'm old. I know. I know, I no, know I, things. I'm just now incorporating incorporating that into my lingo. FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. What was that? There was another one, too. The I love you so much. The I-L-Y-S-M. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is that? I would never <laughs> type that many letters. It's doing a little too much. I'm just going to say love you much or love you. Let's keep it cute. Okay? I never do those little small shortcomings. Just, I'm like, what is this? I would just be on Instagram reading other people's comments. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I give up. I don't care what that means. But yeah, like they've gone a little too above and beyond for me as well. It's too much. Like, J, uh, what is it? Just saying? What is that? Or IJS is I'm just saying. IJS. Are you guys that lazy? Can you just. It's getting shorter and shorter, (laughs) right? It's like these words don't even have a lot of letters and we can't say them. Is it the millenniums? Is that what you call it? I was watching that Joe Coy sitcom on Netflix Mm -hmm. and it was saying millenniums. Bunch of pussies. (laughs) 
It's more of like the, the what's below us? Gen Z. Whoever's below us, those are the pussies. Mm-hmm. Millennials, right? The ones that are like in their 20s or under 20s. Yeah, basically like my youngest brother's generation. <laughs> they're different. They are different. So, But your little brother was actually making money at a young age. That was crazy. And kudos to him yeah he, he's really tapped into like the, the digital market as far as like playing video games and making money yeah. off of streaming however his social skills zero whoa <laughs> <laughs> talking to him is like talking to a wall mm. unless you know him and you is know he sh- he's shy huh oh what like I would say he might have real life social anxiety. He can't be in a public setting too long before he go. taps out. There you go. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm ready to go. And he'll yeah. tell you straight up. And even if you're like, okay, just five minutes, he's already taken off. He's left. Oh. If he knew how to drive, he would have drove away. <laughs> he's <laughs> almost he's too there. Young. Was he 16? He's 16. He's almost he could, Right. He could get his license, but he, my mom don't have a car for him. So he's not like <laughs> in a rush. He's like, yeah, I could wait. So he could Uber it. No, he really can. I think right? he has an account, so Aww. he knows how to get around. Anyways. He rides his bike too. But yeah. Oh, anyways, all this FOMO. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I did. Very. You had FOMO for your man going on trips, oh, yeah. and I would too. Honestly, I probably would have been like, "Listen, there's gonna be a time where we're all going, baby in tow. Like, yeah. baby's just gonna have to come. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you have, you know, help with family and. Oh, watch see, him, see that was difficult too because we didn't know what we were dealing with. We had, you know, our parents are high risk, and then I have, my brothers are nurses, so they're like front of the line, knowing exactly what was fucking going on out there. And I would always say, "Oh, we need to bring the baby out," but it's like I can't risk my life, our life, and our baby's life out there because we didn't really know what was going on. So I stayed yeah. at home. He would go, you know, do his thing. And it was just, it was, man, it was a struggle. Like, the crying of the baby. It's like, what is this? And that's when I, I kind of went on social media, like Instagram. That's when the platform of other mothers were talking about postpartum depression. I was like, oh, shit, I, I have it. Yeah. I truly have it. And that's the thing, too. I didn't, I wasn't scared to, to say it. At first, I really wanted to keep it to myself. But I didn't know what type of mental, I guess you could say a mental illness it is unless it's part of mental health yeah yeah it's you're you're mentally unstable i hate to say it but it's like Mm -hmm. if this is messing you because what were your symptoms what would you say were like the core (sighs) symptoms of postpartum it was definitely feeling really depressed like just sad just sad i remember one of our friends told me you know she's gone through it too not postpartum but she's gone through depression where it, it really dug into my mind when she said this she said i know i have everything good for my life but i don't see it Mm. it was exactly like that like i had a roof over my head my child was safe we were all healthy i would always have we would always have food on our table we were financially secured but i didn't see it that way i just felt so sad a little bit miserable just because every day was like ground groundhog's day you couldn't leave we couldn't leave the house Mm. couldn't leave everything was like you take a shower and then you go to the living room it was like over and over and over again like yeah it was really hard and then the baby would start crying and it just just like triggers it triggers everything it triggers everything and then you couldn't see anyone like my my mom flew in from the philippines to help with the baby 
and then all of a sudden got cut off and then my in-laws mm. too we didn't have any help for like six months mm. i think we didn't i don't know when we last when we first saw each other during the pandemic i think we all stayed obviously we all stayed away but it was a long time since i saw you and i saw all our other friends yeah it was a cool six months before i saw you again maybe eight because i remember i saw you in the hospital but yeah before but after that it was a while it was at least summertime yeah so yeah but going into the type of help did you just go to therapy Mm -hmm. or what were your it was definitely therapy therapy okay i didn't even hesitate like once you know um once carlos was like you gotta get help i said okay i know exactly where to go i need to get a therapist because first of all my partner is uh he's very quiet (laughs) and i'm like like, he doesn't have a lot of input on something Mm. attention span isn't really that long (laughs) so i was like okay i think i'm gonna need a professional person to listen to my crap that that's going on and that's what i did and luckily i found one and it was like a during the pandemic it was like almost a weekly thing and then i started to notice like to reschedule her it started to like take longer and longer because i knew that she was probably getting more patience going through some kind oh, of mental make an appointment oh yeah it, oh, start, okay. it was like easy she would be like okay well next week two weeks from now and then all of a sudden it was like oh i'm not open until two months later and i was like really she was getting booked and busy she okay? was booked and busy so like, sorry girl maybe in a month yeah <laughs> That's not good, though. It like, was not good. You want that reliability from your, your therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, that was something, I mean, not even having kids, but, like, just trying to be mentally sound all pandemic, I did heavily rely on my therapist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when I realized, like, she wasn't as attentive to my needs, she wouldn't even answer the phone on time, mm-hmm. like, our appointments started late, I was just like, okay, you're already giving me, like, the feeling you're tapping out. Mm-hmm. And regardless if it's, like, something personal she has going on or I don't know what mm-hmm. she has going on. I'm not holding it against her. I just know like I had to pivot, find someone else. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, it's, it depends on where you're at mentally too. Like oh, if yeah. you can like make that decision for yourself because yeah. it requires more effort to find a whole new person. Oh know? yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Cause I, I found it, it's been taking me a long time to book find her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though I'm doing well, fast forward to, 2021 with my second baby i still continue it just because with the postpartum depression it really triggered into social i think they call it postpartum stress syndrome i've never Mm -hmm. had like um stress or like Like ptsd yeah ptsd but the anxiety of of the pandemic was intense like postpartum plus anxiety what the hell is this why like yeah this is crazy but that's the thing too i never I never would ask myself, why is this happening to me? Because I knew this is like, unfortunately, like a natural process where a lot of women eventually do get the postpartum depression. And it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Like you feel alone. You feel like crying all the time, even though you have everything with you. You could be like a millionaire, have everything handed to you in a golden platter and you'd still feel depressed yeah that's really the mental state of of postpartum depression and depression in general like you feel so lonely even though you have everyone like supporting you yeah and i didn't i didn't get it like why is 
is this so hard? Like the anxiety was probably the worst because I still have it until this day. Right, right. And it can still be triggering. Yeah, the, the triggering, the yeah. The setting was, I think what happened, I, I told you was we had a, a gathering of sorts. Get together. <laughs> get together at my new house. <laughs> and I, I really thought it was just a few people. And then it ended up to be like 20 odd people. And we were supposed to take like a group picture. And I kid you not, it, my anxiety hit the roof with so many people that I literally had to run out to my backyard. Oh, wow. It was like anxiety, the was it claustrophobia or something all mixing together. I just re really wasn't ready for it. And I think it was yeah. because of the pandemic. We were just so isolated away from social gatherings from, you know, you know, what is it? Um, going to just shows, large groups of people. Yeah. Like I feel you because to this day, like going out, like I don't like going to tight club settings. Anything where I might be elbow to elbow, like mm -hmm. I don't miss that interaction in like a bar or club, like at all. I like to know I have a place to sit and I know mm -hmm. I can have like some space, you know, yeah. I can like move. So I understand that like anxiety. It, I guess it's. I don't know if it's considered social anxiety, but it's definitely a type of anxiety where it's like a large group of people yeah. can make you feel really nervous where it's like, Ooh, yeah. this is a lot. Oh yeah. And like body heat. Like I do think about all that. Cause I'm like, well, if this is the time to get COVID, I guess <laughs> this, is, this it. is the setting, you know, yeah. a dark basement of a club with no windows, no ventilation. And it's hot and sweaty in here. Great. This is, yeah. I put myself here. <laughs> it literally felt like I was in a club in my own house and I was like, I need to get out of here. And that was the first time That's ever. That's even harder. Cause it's at your house. You're it's like my house. You had to go to your backyard and be like, okay, let me know when you guys want to leave. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, like a lot of people don't tell other people that they have anxiety. So right. I was just surprised that there were so many people in my house just because I was only told there was only going to be a handful. So I was like, all right, cool. I have young kids in the house and, you know, in the end I was like, man, this is, this is serious. So that's why I'm like, I need, I need to still continue my therapy because of the, the anxiety of, yeah. of everything that's happening. I mean, transitioning from being a working professional to a stay-at-home mom so sudden was was very hard i mean a lot of women would be like yeah i'm not gonna work anymore and just stay here and eat my bonbons and my wine and all this shit and yeah it was great but in the end it's like oh man i can't go anywhere like you're trapped a i was trapped bit. i was trapped a little bit i mean if we were able to still go out with no pandemic i think i would have still been a stay-at-home mom but i had to go back to work because mentally i i needed that break yeah and then i started working full-time again with a toddler and then pregnant again and that was a whole new experience of anxiety <laughs> I was doing a lot. That's multitasking at its finest. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. I don't know either. And that was the first time too. Like everyone was working hybrid, all the Zoom meetings. And that wasn't the first time. I think it was last December I experienced the Zoom meetings, the um, the going into the office with your mask on. And then that mm -hmm. would be it. Like we would get packages from like China and I'd be like, oh shit, should I be opening this in front of my chat? <laughs> oh i know at first yeah in the beginning of the lockdown yeah. we had like stuff straight from china sent to our house and i remember everyone asking like so should we like spray it down with lysol first? oh my god <laughs> because it was because so, yeah. it was still hot in china yeah. like they were still getting the worst of mm -hmm. it 
and we just like didn't know how to operate we're like so how does it work like should i put my mask on mm-hmm. open it what's the protocol there's so many questions eventually we just got it we just opened it but it did feel a little right scary at first yeah because we, we <laughs> the way they made it sound COVID was so scary in the beginning we were like what the fuck do we do <laughs> i guess i am staying in the house because i don't know what else i've never heard of this yeah um you know they put the lockdown on us i'm down for another one i'm not gonna lie i will take another you know what i mean yeah i, okay I guess but i don't know about the whole toilet thing you guys were going crazy on toilet. You don't I have mean, to get like that. Yeah, the the hoarding of goods didn't need to happen. But I'm not going to lie. I did hoard, though. Febreze spray. <laughs> what is it? Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes. And toilet paper. Those are Hand like sanitizer. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. I, still, I still have toilet paper from like 29, no, 2020 that I haven't opened until now because I had so wow. much. And I the mean, Febreze spray. <laughs> in a plethora of Febreze. So you'll the smell the spray. And your oh ass will be clean. I God. love that. I mean, if you're going to hoard, I guess toilet paper would be the thing. However, it just didn't have to get into those levels of panic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they really didn't tell us anything. No. So, like, the panic was almost very much necessary because you're like, so you're calling the guard. The National Guard's getting called if we leave the house. Like, what are we talking about? It was, it was intense. <laughs> it got a little crazy. It got, 2020 was intense. Yeah. I mean, we got, we had the pandemic and then we lost Kobe and his daughter. That one. We lost Kobe first Shit. and then it was downhill after that. It, that triggered my depression like 20 times over. Mm. Like. That was a tough one. I remember we were supposed to go to have dinner for my birthday. Yes. And I was like, where's this girl at? And I'm like, did she just flake on me? And then that's when you I told did me, yeah. flake. I apologize. I think I apologize. <laughs> you did. I'm pretty you did, sure, you, right? You, you yeah. Did, you did. <laughs> I was like, that sure was your birthday dinner. And I remember like, oh man, I don't even want to relive it. But I was at the spa. I was at yeah. one of those um, Korean spas. And this girl was talking loud in the fucking sauna. And I'm like, this bitch is being real rude. Like, you know, the sauna is supposed to be real quiet in there. And then she hangs up and she's like, literally, I'm the only other person in there. She's like, girl, did you hear about Kobe? And just starts telling me. And I'm like, what? And then just mm-hmm. my whole day just changed. The whole day just went downhill. It literally, fast. yeah, it literally felt like a part of you died that day. Like yeah. with me, it did. Like my yeah max was supposed to be born that day that was like his eta delivery date yeah and i really feel like something was connected with that but man it that was hard that triggered so much of my postpartum depression i couldn't understand why Mm. i think many of us like why kobe why those those innocent people and his daughter like why it was a very it was like instant grieving for a lot of us. It was just like, whoa, we've think, lost yeah. a member of our own family I somewhere. Think, yeah, I think we're still grieving. I mean my brothers Sugar. My brothers are ma'am I think my middle brother I've never seen my middle brother cry and I I saw him cry for the first time during the that ceremony. Mm. Oh girl. When I saw him cry, I cried even more. I was like, Oh man, this is this is some tough shit. Yeah, twenty twenty was Horrible. It was doomed from jump. Like that was January. So January, there, and then we had what the fires that happened. I felt like the entire world was on fire. Like we had the fires that kept happening. We always have fires. But this That's one was Kelly. intense, though. This one was like every fucking week. There was like fires everywhere. Do you remember? I, you know, it gets blurry because <laughs> well, we were still we at the spa. Be... We were still at the spa. <laughs> That was was it that weekend? I don't remember. I think it was no. It was like a few months later after like Kobe passed. There were like 
these forest mm. fires and fires like close to home and then all of a sudden the um Flo- the george floyd thing oh yeah that was the holy summertime. shit that was intense i was getting very socially involved with that with like people and then it just drove my my anxiety up high and i just was like i need to stop that one was yeah. intense yeah yeah i mean the the what was it the loitering or whatever is it is it called loitering what's loitering for what not loitering people fucking the riots riots. there you go the riots yeah the riots was happening it was a lot going Mm -hmm. on last summer it was real hot real heavy and not in a good way (laughs) not in a good way at all but going back to um just postpartum in general Mm -hmm. what would you like as some advice to new moms Mm -hmm. because we're still in a pandemic technically we they have yet to say you know we're safe and sound it's still very you still still gotta be careful yeah Yeah, it's still there it's in the air but you just have to move lightly so for new moms what advice would you give them to take care of themselves maybe some ways to decompress Mm -hmm. because i think the thing with postpartum is that all you can really do is manage it, right? Yeah. And, like, help yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. So what is some advice? I think for n- number one is is definitely realizing it. Mm-hmm. Definitely realize that you have this, this problem. A lot of women tend to um, steer away from it. Like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I used to do that. To, like, and acknowledge to acknowledge Yeah, acknowledge that you have that problem and then seek seek out professional help i mean i know it's hard to talk to of you know someone that you don't know of a stranger about your deepest um problems but it does help relieve it um sometimes it's a hit or miss you like you'll get a good therapist and then sometimes you don't and you keep searching but that's one thing that you can do also is continue speaking with a therapist i'm still pretty i'm doing good now but again the anxiety is still there so i still seek the therapy sessions even though there'll be one day i'm i feel perfectly normal again but then the next week it's a whole new scenario mm. um another one is definitely open up to your to your partner about it because they don't know what you're going through you just snap at them like you're constantly snapping like yeah. yelling and and crying all the time feeling exhausted like you're not good enough for your child yourself and your partner it's, it sucks, but once you seek the help, it's good. I mean, when I voiced it out that I had postpartum depression on my social media, there's a lot of moms that would DM me saying, oh, I went through the same thing. Mm. But they didn't say it out loud like I did. I did it just because I needed help. Like, I know there's a lot of moms out there that are going through this that can probably help me. But they're more on the the DL on, on their situation. But with me, I just needed to know, like, how did you manage what happened to you and there were a lot of you guys that reached out to me yeah that you had it and and that helped me too was knowing that other people other women went through it you know working from home and having a child what did you do you know some some moms had their six month old or six week old baby in daycare because they had to work they couldn't have the babies at home and hey you got to do what you got to do to to keep your head straight because your head is yeah. constantly spinning, like mm-hmm. spinning, spinning, spinning. So props to all the moms out there that reached out to me and are going through it still. You know, it, it gets better. You just need to realize that you have this this issue, but it does get better. 
because if you keep like keeping it in it it's not gonna do anything it's just gonna fester on your spirit you know yeah. and i think that's what sometimes happens to moms who like really lose it kill kids and that yeah. whole lane of like issues yeah like, mental instability yeah. so you really do need to just check in with yourself and i'm coming from someone who has never had it but i do think like everything yeah. you had said is very valid mm. um and also just knowing your support system is probably your biggest bet so your yeah. partner yeah. your the parent the father or the parent of the the kid if mm-hmm. that's if you're able to co-parent cohesively with mm-hmm. someone still share that information with them and let them know hey i might need your help a little bit more i'm kind of going yeah. through it right now i don't know what's going on i'm not feeling well all that communication is very crucial very crucial communication is key communication is key mm-hmm. and i do think uh, we talked about this off air but like how you said you know for your next or your future kids you would look into hiring help oh yeah and i think if you can afford it i would look into that as soon as possible because why not like make it easier like work smarter not harder and that even goes with kids because kids are (laughs) a lifelong commitment oh yeah so if you could afford it do it if you have the help ask for the resources and you have the help and support yeah you know that's the thing with me i hated to ask for help yes yeah, i hated it i try to be an independent woman right because you like, like <laughs> you like certain things your way and then but i'm not gonna lie to you guys it's it's very hard to have like like for instance my mom come in and, and help because you want certain things done but you have to let that go so you could seek help so you could rest or do this but then it's yeah. like like you, you literally just will lay in bed and then all of a sudden like Oh, where's this at? Where do you put the baby stuff? Where's the baby's bottle? It's like, oh my God, the anxiety is still lingering. It's like, this isn't helping me. <laughs> this is actually killing me because yeah. now I need to help yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, it that would be like letting go of some control because I feel oh, yeah. like that would happen with my mom. God forbid if I have a child. I know my mom's way of doing things is way different than mine. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, okay you do it mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know you intervene yeah. every second oh, yeah. and then you give yourself yeah. a headache and that's a <laughs> yes the thing too like i don't really talk about it with uh with my mom because she's mm. she's a baby boomer she doesn't know what anxiety she doesn't know what postpartum depression is and she would always say something that would like trigger it so i just don't really say anything and then i remember mm. she was like there was a time where i'm always crying getting mad at your dad and i'm like oh mom you probably had it too and you just didn't know what it was and she's like maybe but then she would always answer back like i don't understand why you have postpartum depression and i'm like she's not able to connect that for she some can't. reason that's Mm-mm. very interesting it's the baby boomers they don't understand it and it's it's hard there it's is hard. a blockage there is a blockage because when i think about like my grandparents and stuff and like how like how tough my grandfather is and how closed off he is uh-huh. from his emotions mm-hmm. and like yeah it's like i'm sure he had to grow up that way it was part of the lifestyle especially for a man like it's a lot tougher but at the end of the day it hurts him emotionally like yeah he he could be you know a little softer if he tapped into his emotions (laughs) oh your grandfather it's too late he's in his 80s there's no changing an 80 year old no oh no they are who they are the baby boomers are basically they're they're stabilized to what they are now oh yeah they're there's 
they're tried and true to yeah. their roots. So when I country. yeah, so when I had that that anxiety over that social gathering at my house, I told my mom I have anxiety. I can't do this. She's she looked at me with this ghostly face, and I'm like, she doesn't and like she didn't yeah. understand. And then She's Carlos like, was like, I don't think your mom knows what anxiety is, and I was like, yes, you are very right. That's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but I mean, always, that's another thing. You always have to seek help. If there's a lot of support system around you, ask. I was, I didn't want to ask just because I thought I could do it. But, you know, now it's different because, you know, we're both going to be, well, he's working now. I'm going back to work. We moved closer to our in-laws, so that's even better. Yeah, that helps. It just took us like two hours to get the kids. <laughs> it did take you a minute, but listen, I had time. It was okay. I understood. Oh, my God. The, the two-year-old was like, every time he put his shoes on, he'd take, take it, it right off. He's like, I'm not doing that. And newborn threw up on her Baby little cute girl dress. threw oh up, and she's like, hey, I, I this is what I do. I throw up. I, I drink. was sweating. I was sweating. <laughs> I'm constantly sweating with my children. Oh you my did God. good. You did good. I couldn't see the sweat. You were doing, you were handling them very well. And I, oh I stepped God. in. I was like, listen, I'll help baby boy put his shoes on <laughs> 10 and that, times. <laughs> 10 times. And, and that's the thing with kids. They, when they're bored, they're bored. And I feel it. Like They don't care. And they that's don't a, care. And that's the thing too. Carlos would be like, well, the baby's feeding off your energy. So whenever like I give like our, when my son was, when our son was little, like he would be fussy with me because I think my depression was probably like lingering into him. And then when I would pass him mm. to him, he, he'd stop crying. He'd be so chill. He's like, yeah, he's feeding off of our energy. And that's another thing too. Interesting. Your children do feed off your energy. They I believe do. that. That makes sense because I mean, you're their person. Yeah, and they that's, see their your aura. Yeah, so yeah, definitely seek out the help. I mean, if you you have in laws that are close by, I'm pretty sure they're not going to say no to wanting to see their grandkids. And sure, and take advantage. Take advantage. <laughs> but that's the thing too. It's hard too when the kids are are in in good hands. It's hard to really rest because you have, let's say you don't have any helpers, sitters, or housekeepers. You have to look consider the fact like shit i have a house to maintain like oh man that's another thing i have i always have to have the house up kept but then like that was when my therapist said you need to let go of that the dishes can be done later yeah. and i'm like really I'm like <laughs> oh i don't know about that or like it's like a balance it's a yeah it's definitely a balance yeah. that's why we have a really good dishwasher just throw everything in there press Work the button smarter not harder okay <laughs> yeah. use your appliances if you have them Use your resources, bottom line. That's all Resources. That includes your family and whatever support mm -hmm. you have around you. So it's all good, mm -hmm. valid answers. Yep, yep, yep. Now, let's move on. Let's go to the girl by section. <laughs> girl by is the segment where we just talk about what's on our mind that is like a pet peeve. Like, what's bothering us? What's mm -hmm. going on? And... When you had like a really specific one, what was it? Was it the, the shopping, shopping cart? Oh hell no! You guys that leave your shopping carts to hell with you, you lazy asses. She's talking about like when you leave your shopping cart in like the parking spot that could be fully available, but you just decide to leave the cart. It's right either in the that middle. or like you guys are so lazy when the car return cart is like right next to your car and you still leave oh, it. Oh, you still don't put it back? That is an asshole move. You could have just, you know, that was like a two step maneuver but yeah like like pre-covid man i was i was up in costco returning everyone's cards i didn't give a shit oh like, you were working yeah i was working <laughs> at costco you guys should be paying me for returning your damn cards 
where's my paycheck? Seriously, I was like, Carlos would be like, where'd you go? I'm putting all everyone's carts away because I'm, I'm nice. But you guys are lazy. I'm doing That's lazy people work. Nice, girly. I, I don't know about that one. I was like, I love Costco. I'm not going to let it fucking, you know, <laughs> deter from these fucking lazy asses. But then now it's a lot different. Because it's like, I don't want to touch your cart, you lazy ass. So it's like, even at Target, it's worse. Target is pretty messy. Their parking lots are messy. Yeah. And there's times where I would literally see someone, like... Do you point them out? You I say, do. Hey, you. I would roll down my window, like, excuse me, can you put your cart away? Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Listen, Be I don't know which Target's Winnie go to, but she will call you out, okay? <laughs> what she is that, the play. cart monitor or something? She's a cart... <laughs> Like a meter maid, but a cart maid. Like she's she's up on the carts for these companies. It's they just, they owe you some checks. You guys owe me a lot of checks. Sure. Target and Costco. <laughs> I'm there every fucking week. And Costco carts are huge. Like those are some big heavy carts. Those are some heavy, especially when you have a child. Oh my god, it's a lot worse now. But oh, this man. was like this was like pre babies. I was putting everyone's carts back. I was I was good Samaritan you assholes and then it's just like it's just a big pet peeve because it's like you don't want your cars to get scratched or like true there's so many people the cart returns right next to your car and then you just put the cart right next to your cart in between the other yeah see i put up if it's that close i do put it back yeah it depends on the location and how far i parked it, unfortunately sometimes i'll put it at least on the little curb like the, yeah so it's not rolling see, around okay i get that yeah like i'm a little more discreet with it <laughs> But um, <laughs> to call someone out to put back their card is hilarious. Because if that happened it. to me, I don't know if I would have done it still. <laughs> I would have been like, mm, I think more because I'm going to be stubborn about it. I'm just going to be really like, oh my I'm just going to put it on this curb like I was going to well, do. Well, now I can't do it because it's COVID. I don't know if like it's infected with some virus or shit. So now it's like, oh man, this sucks. There's just carts everywhere. And I'm like, man, it's the worst nightmare. <laughs> carts everywhere uh anyways but that's one pet peeve yeah there's more though there should be more what's yours mine is thong panties <laughs> thong panties i don't really wear thongs unless um it's a it's, bikini unless it's the bikini yeah. or i'm probably doing a photo shoot mm -hmm. you know something like that but otherwise the actual wear of a thong is probably the most annoying experience to this day for me like i remember wearing them young because they were in style you know remember when you like wore them high on the <laughs> and then with your pants would and be your low-rise pants in the early 2000s that, that was me back now that was really it really is back Ooh. it's really gross because i've seen it in public and i'm just like tuck that down girl i used to like, do that i yeah, used to who was it there was a female wrestler that did that and i was like oh man she's she's in china cool. no not china it was another <laughs> i don't know the names. hardy boys What's her name? The girl. Yeah, she was really pretty. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna wear my thong and pants like that. And that's what I did. That's what I but did. But were your pants baggy or were yeah, they, they were like, baggy. They okay. were baggy. They yeah. were like those cargo baggy pants. Yeah. Like that was the look, and that's the look that's coming back. I've seen it. Great. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm older, and I'm just like, mm, did not you for see? your girl. There was an Instagram post where it was like that, where the thongs up. Yeah. But then the girl had like a. Uh, tramp snap of the devil and so the the, the oh and it looked like it was like a mask <laughs> over the devil yeah see that's not even cute that's not even cute 
they're not comfortable by any means. You ever had a thong that was too small? And you're just in Ooh, it. Ooh, girl, that just, was mean. Everything's just gripped up. And you're like, I don't, this doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. I never understood. Even the seamless ones? You want to wear the seamless ones? I'll wear a seamless. Right? But, like, again, that is, like, really, like, if I have to. I'd rather just go without draws if that's the case. Like, but I But would you wear no underwear with jeans, though? That's oh, no, no, not with jeans. I can't you you don't wear underwears with jeans. I do. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. You. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I'll wear like a regular like bikini panty. Like, see, I that's don't the have thing. To do the thong. Yeah, yeah. The thong. It's just the the string. It's literally the whole string situation. The G string. You're talking about a G string. I'm well, G strings too. Like sometimes thongs is just too thick. It's like too much fabric. Oh yeah, crack. yeah. And then mm-hmm. G strings, it's just annoying because it shifts and it's like. Like I don't like this. Like I'm, I'm feeling it too much. And when I feel it too much, I just rather it's just take it off. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Um, I will say I really enjoy Target panties. They have some nice seamless numbers that are actually really comfortable. <laughs> so, ladies, check that place out. Otherwise, um, death to thongs. Like I don't, they're just not for your girl. Period. I know some girls that wear them with their like working out, like with leggings. Oh, that's okay. That's a good point. I need. A, I need under. I need some under. I need. I need some recommendations. How? What do you guys wear leggings with with the workout leggings? Some some girls tell me they don't wear anything, and I'm like, girl, you're working out. You got sweat <laughs> dripping. Dripping like what? <laughs> What's holding the drip? Like I don't Nothing. know. <laughs> it's dripping down. Like that's why I don't wear colored <laughs> leggings. I stick with like dark gray, dark blue, and black because I do sweat. My inner thighs, yes, especially are very yes. moist. So I mean, okay. So if I had to, that's where the seamless thong panty would be appropriate. Okay, okay. for me. Um, but then again, I haven't seen like the seamless thong ones outside of like because Victoria's like Secret. when I used to work out when the gym was was actually you know open and popping yeah like I would stare at other girls because I'm thinking why don't you have any panty lines and I'm over here fucking <laughs> like I see everything I see, I see all the lines everything I see the lines I see the fucking price tag that I accidentally <laughs> didn't take off sometimes you see the color because holy shit and like it's be see-through yeah and then they're like they'll do a squat and i'm like wow you have very (laughs) you have a seamless ass like you were staring at this i was i always stare because i really want to know do you ladies wear any underwear when you work out like i want to know that for sure i would say i mean i think a large portion don't i think a large portion don't I, and then if they do, it could be a thong. Because like I said, I know some girls who wear just straight up thong panties. And I'm like, I, I mean, when know. you work out, I guess it's legitimate. But wearing a thong with jeans, I think it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Thong uh, jeans are just a tough wear in general. But yeah, I, I have to put on at least a little bikini bottom style panty or something. Because yeah. it's a lot of friction. <laughs> it's that Shaping. Rigid, yeah, that Shaping. rigid fabric against my soft delicate skin i mean well that's the thing like when you've been pregnant like holy shit like twice within two years it's like it's busy it's busy like i had to literally wear like extra extra large underwear it was oh. very uncomfortable well it was not uncomfortable it was actually really comfortable but they they do make seamless underwear for pregnant women 
Interesting. So does it like come up extra high? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> it's coming up over part you of the. You got your panty line right here. Oh, that's yeah. hot. <laughs> People can't say shit because you're carrying another person. It's like, oh, you want to be comfortable? Absolutely. Yes, I do. And then. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's but no judgment, right? If you're pregnant, you all bets are off. You do what you need to do to feel comfortable. Well, that's the thing too. Now you got like for postpartum, it's like shit. You go from one size. Mm-hmm. And then another size, and then you go back to your true size, which sucks because you gotta buy an entire ward- wardrobe of new underwear, mm-hmm. and you just don't know what size you go go through. Right now, you have like the whole size run of things because <laughs> you just need support. <laughs> you know, some supports more than others. Oh my god! But all that to say, death to thongs, and we will leave girl by at that. Now. We are 52 minutes in. So let's actually wrap up. So is there... Okay, so let's wrap up with some last gems of this episode. Postpartum moms. Mm-hmm. Or pandemic moms. If you're raising a baby, a child, your children, any age through this pandemic, kudos to you. You deserve a spa day. You deserve a trip to the Maldives, wherever you want to go. You deserve that. And you need to talk to your partner to make that happen ASAP because you put in a lot of time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into this raising <laughs> of your children. Um, Support-wise, if you're going through the postpartum depression, seek help. Figure out what your options are. Really tap into your partner, your family. Figure out who your support system is. Um, Winnie had said... Um, what did you say? You said, own it. Like, if mm-hmm. this is how you're really feeling, like, you really do yeah. have to be honest with yourself yep. and mm-hmm. just acknowledge the problem. Yeah. That way you can figure out how to move from there. Yeah, and don't rush the process. Don't rush the process. It might take a little time to tap back into yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just the honest truth. It's like healing, you know? Like, oh, if you yeah. were to hurt yourself physically, it's the same thing mentally. Yeah. So you have to take the time yeah. to take care. Yeah, your mental health is definitely a priority. Always, always. always Kids always. are not. You come first. Mm-hmm. So that's a drink fact. up. And you know, <laughs> cheers you might, to you, moms. <laughs> you might need some liquid courage along the way. Oh, goodness, awesome, Winnie. Thank you so much for joining. Of course, me. of course, of course. Do you want to plug any social media, or do you want people to follow you? Not really. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you'll she just you'll just follow. see my profile. That's. You know, I have my kids on there now, so I like to keep it. Oh, it's real intimate now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kids. It's just my babies on there. And I don't yeah, want. It's real family. It's really it's really family right now. Before it used to be public, but now it's more um, intimate with, with friends and, totally. and close family members. So sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. You're not invited. <laughs> Listen, I understand. You deserve your privacy first. Mm-hmm. And... As always, you can follow Girl What on Instagram, girlwhat underscore pod. And if you haven't already, I need reviews on Apple Podcast. So if you listen to me there, please leave a five-star review or whatever rating you want. And then write a nice glowing review. Let me know what you want to hear. I'm open to all feedback. And that wraps up another episode of Girl What? Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>